The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I am joined on the show by Pascal Donoghue, who's a Fine Gael TD. He is Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform. Minister, you're very welcome uh, to the Hard Shoulder. Can you talk us through and talk the listeners through the main details of today's cost of living announcement? The main details today are a package worth uh, over 1.2 billion euro, the aim of which is to help again with the cost of living as we move through the year. Uh, and also uh, to look at how we can make uh, some measures more affordable to our country as the year goes on. The key features of it is additional payments uh, to uh, members of our society, such as pensioners, such as carers. Those payments will be worth €200, and then an additional payment of €100 to those who are in receipt of child benefits. And then as the year goes on, we will be phasing out the VAT reduction for the hospitality sector and the excise reduction that we put in place last year when the price of fuel was so high. So that VAT reduction for the hospitality sector, when you say that's being phased out, when and how will that work? So that's going to happen at the end of August. Reason for that is we appreciate that inflation is still very, very high. Uh, We also recognise the huge value of our hospitality sector in the numbers of people it employs, the length and breadth of Ireland. We want to be clear that it will end at the end of this year's summer trading period. Definitely. Reason being the, absolutely, and the reason being the continuation of that measure across the full year will cost many, many hundreds of millions of euro, which the government believes could be spent in a better way supporting our society and our economy as we deal with the challenges your listeners know only too well. The reason I ask specifically about that is there maybe had been an, an expectation that that might end or have ended sooner. I mean, there's a sense, I think, from even some in the hospitality industry that they got off a little lightly today. So uh, there was as much commentary about why it shouldn't end next month. And what we have done is recognise that the hospitality sector still does have challenges still does need support in dealing with, for example, the rising cost of fuel, uh, in dealing with some of the challenges that are being, that it is facing at the moment due to the role that it is playing in supporting refugees within our country. So for those two reasons, we believe the extension of the measure to the end of August and also changing the business energy support scheme that we have in place to deal with the high cost of energy is appropriate and will get the balance right between supporting employment in a really, really big employer in Ireland, but at the same time phasing out a measure that we ultimately can't afford if we pretend we can continue it indefinitely. So what what would your reaction be if we have a repeat of the situation we had last summer where some members of that industry were quite plainly price gouging while the government were giving them a handout? I'll just repeat what I said the last time this issue developed, which is that a very small number of those who work within the hospitality sector, uh, who manage and own in particular hotels, let the rest of the sector down with the prices they charged, particularly across last summer. But ultimately, that can't be the reason why we make a decision in relation to VAT. And the reason for that is even though the actions of a few did let everybody else down, this is still a part of our economy that employs well over 200,000 people and is at the heart of how we managed to recover from the COVID pandemic Mm. itself uh, uh, when we had so many people who were not working within our economy. And that is why this measure of phasing it out a little later in the year, 
I believe, gets the balance right. Um, you're, you're right when you say there was a lot of speculation about what might happen in that regard. There was a lot of speculation as well about what might happen with home energy credits. Some people suggesting that you know that that there might or there should rather be a, another two hundred euro home energy credit. What was the rationale? For not continuing with that or extending So there's another energy credit coming across the March to April period. So many of your listeners, in fact, all of them who are paying a bill, will get another €200 credit uh, in the next billing cycle. But the reason why the government decided not to continue it is each one of those €200 credits costs over €400 million. And uh, that is a bill that we can afford at a time in which energy costs were exceptionally high. But we can't pretend to ourselves, let alone to the country, that that is an energy credit that we can afford month after month Mm. after month, because we can't. So what we will do is review whether a credit like that is needed later on in the year when we get to the point of doing the budget. But another energy credit is coming, will help, but we equally have to be honest in not pretending that we can afford this bill after bill after bill yeah. because we can't care on. Yeah, and, and listen, there, there were different bodies, including the ESRI, who, who suggested that, you know, that these types of credits, these types of interventions should be more targeted. At the same time, there'll be lots of people and they'll be listening to this show, you know, working people, working families who felt that that was the measure that had the most impact on them. They're not in, reliant, in, in, in receipt of any social welfare payments and that was the biggest government intervention on their side and they see its disappearance and they think they're left in the lurch and they're Uh, you know they're struggling with rent and mortgage and mortgage interest rates increasing and they're struggling with the cost of their fuel which is going to go up now again we'll talk about that in a moment they're struggling with the cost of their shopping trolley going up week on week and the big thing the government did for them they're going to stop doing so understand that concern completely if you take a step back and look at everything we've done since the cost of living crisis began to develop, we have now spent 9.4 billion euro of the country's money helping your listeners deal with rising costs and in particular the rising cost of energy. And we were able to spend that money in the aftermath of a pandemic when we spent tens of billions of euro in supporting our country as it had to close due to public health measures. The reason why we can do that is because Ireland has a reputation that is deserved for our public finances being safe and that we will be responsible with them in the future. For your listeners who would have that view, and I understand why they would Mm. have, what I would say to them is that those people are the reason why we reduced tax for anybody earning, uh, uh, paying the standard rate of income tax on uh, uh, up to 40, excuse me, paying the higher rate of income tax on income above uh, €40,000 in the budget. It's the reason why we brought in a rentist tax credit. It's the reason why we've cut the cost of childcare. And it's also the reason why, in the measure that we've brought in, uh, today we have brought in an additional €100 for those who were in receipt of child benefits. Okay, So so they're wrong to complain. You're doing a lot for them, really, aren't you? I wouldn't ever say they are wrong to complain. They're just uh, Because I absolutely understand... Why, why they in particular are grappling with the cost of living. But just as it would be wrong to suggest they're complaining, 
would be equally wrong to suggest that we're not doing anything to help them. No, I wouldn't say they're not and doing anything. I just maybe they feel... I can find people who say you're not doing anything, but let's be honest. Most people, I think, who are complaining would acknowledge that there have been interventions. But again, that the most significant intervention they see ending, and then those people who for example, can't afford to live in Dublin, but their job is in Dublin and they have to commute. They look at the other measure today, the phasing out of uh, the uh, subsidies for petrol and diesel. And they think it's going to get more expensive for them to work by the end of the summer. We are phasing out that measure because the surge in prices that we saw in petrol and diesel across last year, that surge, uh, there's growing evidence to say that is beginning to moderate as we move through the year. We brought in place very, very significant excise reductions as the price of petrol and diesel went through the roof. I know it is still high, but it is not as high as it was a year ago when we brought in the excise reductions. And ultimately, the commuters that you are talking about, we are using their money to cut the price of fuel. And I have to be able to give them confidence that in the time ahead, we can still make good use of their money. And their money can be used to fund better public services. Their money can be used to continue to make changes in taxation. Their money can be used to cut the cost of childcare. And ultimately, we can only get to the point of doing those things if we begin to slowly reduce measures that were brought in as emergency measures when the price of petrol and diesel went well above €2 over a number of weeks and then for a month. And that is why, while I do appreciate uh, the difficulty that this could cause, ultimately the reason why we can announce a package today of over a billion euro, after everything else we've done with your listeners' money, is because we do try to be sensible and make affordable choices with that money while acknowledging that we can't do everything. And is there a calculation as well that things could get bad again at the other end of the summer, into the autumn and into the winter, and that the government needs to keep some money back for further intervention? That risk is there, Kieran. The risk is there. That is, this dreadful war on the people of Ukraine uh, continues, that new risks, new problems could be creative. And at that point, uh, the country, your listeners, will rightly ask, what can the government do then if things were to deteriorate any further? But on the other hand, in acknowledging that risk, and acknowledging the challenges that still lie ahead, it's also important just to acknowledge the things that have remained positive and maybe are showing signs of improving. What has remained positive is the very, very high level of number of jobs in our country, despite the surge in the cost of uh, energy. Never had more people at work in Ireland than we do at the moment. And what is also potentially positive is, I think, the growing uh, case that the very, very high levels of inflation that we experienced last year are behind us. And even though inflation still is high, it may not be at the levels that cause such difficulty and such harm across 2022. Can I ask you then just about uh, two other issues very quickly? One kind of, I suppose, related to um, uh, the stresses and strains, the financial stresses and strains people live with, particularly pensioners. John Bruton, former Taoiseach, Fine Gael colleague uh, on News Talk Breakfast this morning, uh, uh, talking about how politicians, the state, the population haven't really got their head around how difficult it is going to be to achieve net zero in terms of carbon emissions. And he suggests that, that 
decisions would have to be made like cutting healthcare spending and cutting pensions in order to hit those net zero targets. Now, lots of people listening, and I can tell you because I looked at the text, appalled at somebody enjoying the pension of a former Taoiseach, suggesting that state pensions be cut to achieve net zero. What's your reaction? Uh, That the very reason why we're putting excise back up and the very reason why we bring in carbon tax increases year after year is to ready ourselves for the moment when our environment changes in a way that we probably still can't anticipate. So So John John Rutten's wrong. We shouldn't be cutting uh, pensions. Well, I, I actually very respectfully disagree with my colleague, John Bruton. Well, if you respectfully disagree with one Fine Gael colleague, what about the other Fine Gael colleague, Neil Richmond, uh, Minister of State now, who thinks that AIB, uh, the states that have a, a significant stake in AIB, should answer questions before Naroctus Committee as to why DJ Carey, the former hurler, had a debt write-down from €9.5 million Euro to €60,000. So AIB go in front of the Finance Committee of the Oireachtas very regularly, and I've no doubt when they're in front of them, that matter will be uh, uh, raised with them. Um, However, I do think we need to take great care in recognising that um, arrangements that banks make with their clients, uh, that they are customer-bank relationships, Mm. and they are entitled to a degree of privacy and confidentiality. I think it is appropriate, however, we do have a broader debate regarding how how we deal with the issue of solvency within our economy, how we deal with the issue of um, uh, how we write down debts and what that means for a sense of fairness regarding how these issues are dealt with. What do you mean by that? Uh, So I think it's understandable uh, that the media commentary and media reporting on an issue like this does raise questions and cause debates regarding what should be the magnitude of changes that are made when banks and those they deal with are involved in negotiations regarding how debts Mm. are written down. Uh, And I think it is uh, understandable that this debate has arisen. I think we do need to recognise confidentiality between clients and banks, as I said, Uh, but a general discussion regarding how these issues are dealt with, I do think is appropriate. It it sounds like you maybe had some underlying concerns that, you know, again, without talking about specific cases or specific details, that sometimes there have been too generous write-downs. Uh, uh, as I said, uh, yes. it is important to allow the bank to deal with that particular issue, mm. and I know I'm sure that they will if they're in front of an Oireachtas committee. Uh, we do have uh, personal insolvency legislation in our state, which has played a vital role in helping us deal with the overhang from the global financial crisis and what that meant for our economy a number of years ago. Do I have any general doubts regarding how it has been implemented? Uh, I don't, uh, because in my experience, Kieran, these matters are dealt with well by our courts. But I do think when you see an issue like this risen, uh, it's understandable that the country, uh, that the Oireachtas, will just need reassurance that these matters are dealt with in a fair and in an affordable way. Minister, thanks a million for joining us here in the show. Thank you, Kieran. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.